2: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venable, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, the GM, Saul, Bookman, the Cardinals fall to the Minnesota Vikings 34-26 after a blunderous Bo Brock fourth quarter in which they turn the ball over three different times the frustrating part is the game was there to be won. They couldn't make the plays to Yeah, it. I mean,
3: this was pretty much a boiler. Uh, your, your frustrations have to be boiling over at this point with how this team played in the second half. Missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Team that took care of the ball relatively well. Five turnovers going into this game and then three in the second half. The Kyler pick turned in the points, and then the Greg Dorch muff punt turns in the points. Actually, touchdowns for this Minnesota Vikings team. You see the Vikings give you opportunities, and you're not able to cash in. The cards had a chance all the way up into the end they did. and just continually couldn't get it done and you know it's just uh you know the start of this season now 3 and 5 your margin for is minuscule you got to play perfect got to play way better than we saw today going forward
1: I mean you're you're just lucky you're in the NFC right now yeah because even a 3 and 5 team which the cardinals are right now um still has a chance on it, whether you like it or not uh it, it, listen today was there we kept saying it all game it's yep. like it's 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 right there for the taking and they just could not they couldn't overcome themselves you know I thought the defense played pretty good in the second half you know they got pressure on the quarterback they did everything we said at halftime they should do yep but the turnovers kept putting them in bad positions and uh, you're just not going to win games many times doing that yeah the Greg Dorch fumbled punt
2: felt like the turning point in this game on top of the fact Isaiah Simmons when we called it all week it's like he's going to make another big play he gets the strip sack of Kirk Cousins right after Kyler Murray's pick leads to touchdowns for Minnesota DA, you get the Simmons in a a fumble and recovery and you have to kick field goal.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you play a game and and it's close competition and you're trading field goals for touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's an L every time Uh, to Sal's point. It's self-inflicted wounds when you're starting drives with back-to-back holding penalties, when you're mismanaging the clock and not getting opportunities to break the huddle appropriately. All that shit builds up. Like, all that builds up throughout the game, and I look at the Cardinals as being so close, yet so far away, Mm -hmm. yeah? Because they have talent, they have pieces. D-Hop is unguardable. Carla Murray shows moments of where he's elite, but then he throws those picks. So to me, it's just details and and I know that we go always back and forth about this. Like, is Cliff going to be able to correct that? Yeah. Well, that's 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 kind of where I'm at right now. It's just like, listen, they
1: had a great game last week. They seemed like they busted out of their funk. And then this week we saw many of the same things we saw in weeks prior. Yeah. Um, just just not even just from a from a a schematic standpoint, just even the personnel that he continues to try and use and the ineffective way by which he tries to use them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you have A.J. Green out there. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? What, what's the point of that? One target, zero catches. There's mm-hmm. no point to that at all. You had, uh, you know, Trey McBride was getting penalty after penalty after penalty. And I love Trey, but dude, got to come out for a few series because you just, yeah. you, you're, you're costing your team, you know? And then obviously the inexperience of a guy like, you know, Benjamin came up to bite them in the butt at the end too. Yep. And just a lot of small things that ended up just burying this team.
3: This this had a, a ton of salt in the wound, not only to take the L and have opportunities slip to the Arizona Cardinals' fingertips, but – also, for Patrick Peterson to come away and him to continue to feel like he's playing at a high level where he just went one-on-one with A.J. Green. He missed the tackle. He had two penalties, but he's uh, riding high Yeah, because he, he he has bragging points now. He had Jordan Hicks make a huge tackle at the end. I mean, if you're a Cardinals <laughs> fan, like nothing went your way. You had nothing to take away <laughs> from this game to cheer about. You had former players stick it in your face, and then you had your team just continually miss out on chances to, to get back into it and win it. This Cardinals team was up 17 to 14 at one point, And we said, uh oh, you, you know, the defense has played very well. Here comes yeah. maybe one of those letdown drives from Vance Joseph's defense. That's exactly what happened. Then you had the pick back to back scoring drives from the Vikings. And then
2: that's pretty much it. Then you're just playing catch up like you've been playing all season long. Are we going to get a game? And we talked about this watching it live. I'm sure you at home speculated this. Is there going to be a game this year? that the Cardinals can jump out to a lead and keep a lead wire to wire, first quarter to fourth quarter. Not this season. Now, I, I, it feels like they, not have with not, that script. they have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter. And Think about that. They're the only team in the NFL that has not done that. They are eight weeks into the season. They're not scoring points, and they're playing from behind as a result. And it feels like every time we get into a fourth quarter, guys, it's, yeah, the Cardinals need to score, and then, then they need this to happen, and they need a two-point conversion. And it's like, for once, outside of the New Orleans game, can we just get a lead and keep it? But because they are so unprepared, and D.A., you talked about it, like the penalties and the turnovers and the miscues, the script is terrible. You're digging yourself a hole that even with the greatness of DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray at times running out of plays, you you can only do so much to overcome the hole that you dug yourself into.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, when the talent is, I, I wouldn't say greater than the scheme you, you can't have those self-inflicted wounds you can't have those penalties those turnovers because you don't have the ability to obviously stop them when you need to which the defense did and or score points but you couple that with the fact that when you're having late penalties on you know game winning drives but we could you know this cause and effect we can look at throughout the game and say this there was a reason for this, you know the the interceptions, multiple interceptions. Obviously the fumble punt, those things happen. You know the defense gets a stop or tries to minimize the bleeding, and the offense is inept at times. Yeah. So to me, it's the defense still came away. I'd say with a, a winning. I wouldn't. I mean, anytime a team scores over thirty points, but they stopped them when they need to, and they gave the team an opportunity. To me, I would say all the the concern, but you know, should be on the offense, but you you do still have Kyler Murray and D hop. Like D hop is unguardable. Mm-hmm. I mean he truly is. Rondell Moore showed that they knew more than us. You know, no pun intended. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like he made some plays, but besides like one or two guys throughout the game, the off you know, running the ball didn't didn't help today. Kyler Murray was leading the team in rushing. Like when you have that those huge deficiencies, guys, like you're gonna have these problems. To Sal's point a little bit earlier. They're happy that they're in the NFC West because it's going to be comparable opponents. But today, this Minnesota team is very disciplined. They got some key veterans and some great positions, and they're a good ass football team. Yeah, you know what I mean, they're they're a good football team and they've won every game up to this point within one score. Yeah. The Cardinals are there. We're
2: not going to sit here and say that the Cardinals are a good football team. You are what your record is. You're you're three and five at this point. You've got a lot of time left. I mean, there's 17 games for a reason. But we have to take them on face value. They lost today in a game, Bo Brock, in which they got pushed around at both lines of scrimmage. And I I get it. The turnovers were an absolute killer in the fourth quarter. You had th- three turnovers, uncharacteristic for this team. But man, I just look at the offensive and defensive line. You know, the offensive line, it is what it is. You're missing $33 million in Hudson Pugh and DJ Humphreys. Like, yep. that is what it is. The defensive line, though. To give up 173 yards on the ground, six yards per carry. I mean, when the Vikings and I thought their play calling was suspect at times because when they wanted to run the ball, they could. And that's at the end of the day, that feels like a personnel problem.
1: Uh, I mean, it's it is a personnel problem, but Vance has been able to do the best with the least compared to what the offense is. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't. I don't think it's a personnel problem is the reason why they're losing these games. To be honest with you, I think they have plenty of talent. I don't think it's Vance. I don't think it's Vance either. I think, yeah. I, think, well, no, have, I, I think they have plenty of talent on both sides of the ball. You had multiple opportunities to win this game. The defense didn't falter late in the game. They kept you in it, and this like, team was
0: five and one. It wasn't like they were. You know what I mean? They were scoring points. So, so to me, it's it's
1: it's all about the offense, and it's all about the same mistakes that we saw. Like the two interceptions for Kyler. One of them blatantly his fault. underthrew it like crazy. Um, Um, And then the other one that was on Ertz like he was supposed to sit 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 there right between the safeties And he ended up cutting the 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 route and so like okay cool, but everything else like I said schematically speaking Jesus we got to see the same shit every single week with the screen passes the short How come I have to watch we what we watch red zone out here all day long. Yeah, and all game long We can kind of bank on what teams are going to have something exotic that you're going to see. The Eagles seem like they have a fucking wide receiver open every a, single a plethora time. of play. <laughs> like, and they don't have plethora. any. They don't have like a, a crazy amount of talent more than the Cardinals. Yeah, that's what that's what is a major red flag for me right now is with so, Cliff. So, so I just coaching. don't feel like Cliff is. It, Closer. the
3: dude. That should be the biggest concern after this loss. I mean, it should, at some point, even a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? And we haven't seen it yet with the offense. I mean, they, they just have it. They, the first quarter, they've been shut out of the end zone all season long. At some point, you would think they would just be due to find the end zone. Just get lucky. Get lucky. And they haven't even had that. They're not even it's close. With all, the, all, all the resources, money wise, draft picks. You know, trades that they've made that they've put into this offense and they can't find Pater once, not once in the first quarter through eight weeks of the season. Predictable. And I mean, it, your margin for error with the way that you're you're penalized, the way that your play calling is is setting you back. It's just you're pulling the parachute
1: on your offense and its ability to go downfield and score every drive. You can bank on it that every time the Cardinals have a 10, 15, 20, 25 yard play. The very next play is Here going to be what it's a screen pass
2: every fucking time. And it's a penalty. It's a negative play. It's a no gainer. It was how they started. Think about how they started the second half. They get the football. They run a screenplay. It loses yards. You get a penalty and then it subsequently derails your drive. And then you finally get Rondell Moore in space downfield, albeit five yards. And he makes people miss and scores. What is their longest play of the season? 38 yards. I mean, this used to be in 2020 and parts of 2021 an Air raid s kind of offense. You could go deep. Now, I know people say, well, the pass protection isn't ideal, and I get that. But man, Robbie Anderson, three targets, no receptions. No, I, it just that acquisition so far, Bo Brock. I mean, you've had him for two weeks. That that's not doing you any good, especially if you got to have AJ Green's corpse out there. Uh, I mean, AJ Green
3: is—you don't, don't, don't put some respect on him. I respect him, yeah, but it he's, just,
2: he hasn't made an impact. He, it's
3: it's been too far too long. He hasn't been the same it's, since. It's he It's just turn the around. definition of insanity thinking <laughs> yeah. that he's gonna go out there and start making plays for you at 34 years old. It just doesn't happen, except unless it's like Larry Fitzgerald having a career resurgence. That's the exception. Normally, guys just fade off, and that's what's happening. But Robbie Anderson, it's it's. I mean, it's not been that long. What has it been? Ten days, really, since he's been. Yeah. Twelve days. That that's a little bit too much. And every single play that went his way, it was just a complete disaster. It's just not ready. But and that's like as far as all the problems that they have, it's way down the list in my opinion. I mean, it's you just got to be able with the personnel that you have with De- DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, uh, Zach Ertz. Rondell Moore, that should be enough to move the chains and have an offense be able to march down the field. You know, e- not each and every drive, but maybe every other drive. And we're just not seeing it. It's not, They're not playing consistent enough. Penalties are, are killing or crushing, and the play calling's crushing right now. And they don't have any margin for error.
2: Yeah, and B, in the chat, we're not losing because of A.J. Green. That's not what we're saying, but we're saying that he's logging. He snaps a receiver, and they're having trouble completing passes and scoring touchdowns. I think that's the biggest thing. You that's... went out. And you traded picks for Robbie Anderson when Hollywood Brown went down. Okay, and guys.
0: Okay. But we have to look at the glass half full a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, right? So we got the whole left side of the defense in terms of... You had one-on-one on one, on. one
2: on one coverage on, on AJ.
0: They're not starters. Do you think that the play calling or the... You know what I mean? I would just say the thought process going to the game. Hey, we can't do our deep shit. We can't do five and seven step drop back because we don't trust that left side protecting Kyler. Do you think that we have to go quick? And it's a facts and circumstance type type situation. Well,
1: okay, I'll throw it back to you then. How about the play where we had? I think it was like a maybe a third and I don't. I forgot what it was, but they line up, line up, trips to the left. And then A.J. Green by himself on the right-hand side. You know these motherfuckers are not going to the right side. So the defense can just yeah. shade to the left and, and watch for the drag route. And it's so easy to cover. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. what happened. And then what they do, they try to run that dinky-ass screen pass, and they got tackled back. Scheme, scheme, scheme. You can't be
0: putting dudes that you know can't uh, perform at a high well, level. Well, I mean, and, give them a shot, Sal. I'm I'm, Sal, I'm with you. Just throw the ball to him. Like, we want to see something. Like, I mean, he's out there in situations where he's a decoy. Like, there's no need. You got that much offensive talent. I'm with you. Put somebody out there that you're going to potentially throw the ball to.
2: I want to get to this comment here because I think it's worth discussing. Um, We've got uh, Jesus Vaz. My grandma lost the game for us, but (laughs) let's be real. Let's kiss Kyler's ass. We don't want to blame him for anything. So let's get to that. So Kyler Murray did not play a good second half. He threw the two interceptions. Well, you could argue one was on him. Maybe one wasn't. But the assessment of Kyler Murray is he's better than Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins was I thought fairly pedestrian today. <laughs> Kyler Murray's Russian touchdown. Yeah, right <laughs> Kyler Murray's <laughs> making forty five million dollars. But at what point is Kyler Murray held accountable? Is he being held accountable? Do you think? I mean, he is,
3: but there's things there's there's glaring issues with this team that you can't even really get to the Kyler Murray discussion, right? I mean, Kyler Murray played. Pretty decent before he he coughed the football up. You know, you, can, you I thought could you could make a
2: good first half. He
3: he played well. Yeah. I mean he was he was completing close to eighty percent of his passes. He had the touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, who's a god. What a play in the first half that Ooh. we forgot about. But you know, the the pick in this in the third quarter was back breaking. And then the miscommunication that you can't have with your tight end and Zach Hurts, I don't know who that falls on. We'll probably talk to Cliff about it tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, it, he's not playing up to Kyler Murray's standards. You, you, I'm not going to put all the onus on him, but at the same time, I'm not going to say and give him a, a pass to yeah. say, hey, he's playing great, great, good enough ball and the Cardinals are losing despite Kyler Murray.
1: I, I will definitely say that it, this was not all on Kyler Murray for sure. Right? Okay. Um, I think that the pressure in the first half um the fact that he was able to overcome it for the most part uh was was good uh i also think that that first interception right Mm -hmm. he had tremendous pressure right in his face you got a six foot six guy right in your grill whether we like it or not he's a short quarterback that's why he lofted that thing a little too high up in the air way i mean what 15 20 yards short of robbie anderson pick that's not an excuse that's just what is what it is i thought for everything that people want to bag on kyler about i thought he made other plays that Another quarterback would not have been able to make. He was able to, you know, score him out, get outside the pocket, make some. He had a couple of nice dimes uh, to D-Hop and, and a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. Like, tremendous throws. Again, I just feel like everything is, is, is short or it's really deep. And it's always deep to somebody that you really have no business throwing the ball to. Yeah. So...
2: And they're trying to force the big play.
1: They want it to happen. I don't happen. think
2: Kyler was the reason they lost it. No, I don't either. I just you know people are are frustrated with his performance, with Cliff's performance. I think the general consensus is that this fan base, Bo and, and Da, has has turned on Cliff Kingsbury almost completely. Now, I also see a lot of talk that the season's over. Again, guys, look around the 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 standings in the NFC. I mean, outside of the NFC East, which is going to eat itself. It's going to cannibalize it, itself in the second half of the season, like. The Cardinals can put together a couple wins and be right back in this. They get Seattle at home next week. That's a game you would assume they're gonna be favored in. We'll see how they do against the Giants today. But but I mean, where does this team go from here? We talk about just on a surface level, you're three and five. Your best football you would assume hopefully is ahead of you, but can mm-hmm. they can they overcome the injuries? Can they overcome the mistakes?
3: I, I think you just have to move forward with the group that that you have and just you need to get better football here. Do you want to give up any more draft capital at this point between now and Tuesday and the trade deadline? I don't think, I think that this this coaching staff, and, and this isn't a, an indictment on Vance Joseph, but I think that this the coaching staff as a whole, like they've been put in a position to be successful and they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Why should you go out there and, and try to supplement their roster by using more draft capital or whatever you want to give away here? I honestly for, wouldn't. I don't think so either. I mean, three and five, I know you can say, well, the Niners just did it last year, but you know, they it took them a miraculous run. Like the, the margin for it is zero. You have to you just need to win a football game. You need to beat Seattle next week at home. That just you can't yeah, start yeah, all in three. You don't need the to say, Well, I need somebody I need somebody at, at nose tackle now because Rashard Lawrence is no, you played fine in, in the interior defensive line. Like JJ Watt had two sacks today. No, you you need to just win a football game you need to just say, all right, we need to clean up all this all the mess, the penalties, the the negative plays, the turnovers and we need to beat this team in our division win our first division game next week and not even worry about trying to get somebody up to speed because we've seen. I mean, this the coaching staff will not play people that just came over from other teams. Like Robbie point. Anderson can barely play, so you got to take another two weeks and get a guy up to to your confidence level that he's going to go out there and know your playbook enough. I just don't think that hey, that's
0: realistic. Hey, if you if you can get Nick Chubb. <laughs> you need to you Bradley need to Chubb. Get, Brad, Brad, sorry, yeah, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Chubb. Chubb. You I'll need take Nick Chubb you, too. You. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If you could get any Chubb, he needs to be on the Arizona card. But that being said, guys, there's familiarity to your point with Vance Joseph in front. In, in terms of Bradley Chubb, they were together back in 2018. I believe he had like 12 and a half sacks or something like that. So get the if he's there, get Bradley. But I'll go back to it's just discipline. You look at this team, and I'm going to say offensively, like Vance has pulled up through you know, whatever games that they've played. Vance has pulled, upheld his end of the bargain in terms of giving this team opportunities well, to win. Well, today
2: seemed like a, a game where the offense needed to pick the defense up at times, and they haven't done that all year. I, I,
0: I agree, but they got stops when they needed to, and they yeah. got the ball back in the offensive hands, whether it was J.J. Watt getting sacks, Isaiah Simmons getting sack fumbles and turning over the football. The, the, the defense got the offense the ball back. But when you have, as I said, again, that new offensive line, you got snaps, the quarterback in the center not being on the same page. You got mismanagement of the clock. You got penalties, back to back Mm -hmm. penalties. Those are all offensive issues, guys. We're not talking about like offenses are going to score. That's the game in the NFL. But we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury. This is his team. This is his offensive unit. Yeah, they had you know they were had some some guys filling in on, on the line of scrimmage. But if you look at it, these the, in, the most important relationship between him and his quarterback, whether it's not getting the play out there when it's needed to be, yeah. and calling unnecessary you know timeouts when it's costly in situations where every game is pretty much going to be a one score game, Bo. Yeah,
3: I mean, look. like it, that's an issue. You got to play look at the other sideline here and they played complimentary football. I mean, we talked about they it. Do. 2 to 3 turnovers were turned the touchdowns. I mean, th- that that's what you need to see. When they had short fields, they were able to capitalize. The Arizona Cardinals got a game-changing play, the third one of the season from Isaiah Simmons and wasted it. Yeah. It turned into a, it turned into a field goal. And sure it was nice to see Prater back there knocking them through and and but is that mean, the snap? Was that the snap series? Yeah. Or the snap? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Good. Self-inflicted wounds. Big third down. SIWs. And it's like, now you're saying, okay, Billy Price is an upgrade over Harlow, but that only goes so far. They were missing Rodney Hudson. Everybody who's was, willing who was to punt on Rodney Hudson the rest of the way out. Now you're like, well, okay, mean, welcome, you, you welcome him with open is arms. Is he even coming back?
2: Um, and, and, they haven't it, IR'd him yet, I, so. We'll see. that This team continues to make befuddling decisions. Soul Pancakes, thank you for the $2 super chat. Kyler was a reason. I'm sorry to call a spade a spade. I don't think anybody's saying that he he didn't have a, a part to blame today. I, he did not play his yeah. best football. He didn't turn that, the ball over twice. Who knows what the outcome is. Thank you for the super chat. Um, also, another $5 one. The defense is holding up Vance's play calling. He's been bad against the run for four years now. It's never the it's players just the first 100-yard
3: rusher all season.
2: I know. It, you know. Again, I think most people assumed that the Vikings, because they're a good team offensively, we're going to get theirs today. I did. They've got too many good players on their team. I mean, Thielen, Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, their offensive lines improved. Like, you weren't going to shut them out. You weren't going to have a, a, a defensive performance similar to like a couple you've had against like a I Carolina. just didn't like
0: the chunks, guys. Yeah. I didn't chunk, like the chunk, the, the, the,
2: the ground game was very frustrating, especially because, I mean, you drafted a couple inside backers to take care of that. You're paying J.J. Watt a premium. Um, thank you for throwing uh, some cash our way. If you've got some cash to throw down, by the way, you can do that using underdog fantasy. And we told you on the PHNX Tailgate Show earlier today, hit the up. Hit the over for mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. All things receptions, yards. You can search in the app store. Click on the link in the show notes just in time for Sunday Night Football. Sign up with promo code PHNX on Underdog. And guess what? They're going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. If you watched the broadcast today, you saw every other commercial was for the
3: World Cup. we Doing our own thing as far as the World Cup concern at Four Peaks. Team up with PHNX as we host all the U.S. Mexico World Cup matches at H Street Pub Four Peaks. It's a it's original location out there on H Street in Tempe. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check that link out in the show notes. To find out more about our watch parties for the World Cup here for PHNX. It's in the show notes. Got to be 21 years or older if you're going to enjoy that double pumpkin, that delicious double pumpkin Four Peaks. Beer coming out. Also, we got the Wow, uh, Joy Bus, Wheat, everything that you want for Peaks, you can find it. Of course, got to be 21 years or older and enjoy it responsibly. I know you want to put them back
2: right now after this frustrating loss, but take it easy. Uh, Brandon has a good comment in the chat I want to address. Cliff has to open up his phone, call someone, get a different voice in the room. The most creative people talk to a lot of people and grow i feel like that's a conversation that needed to happen the off season we were championing that get a jim caldwell somebody like that to come and help cliff situationally to to, to rein back on some of the screens to help him with in-game management i think you're i mean you're eight games into the season of what could be a pivotal season Saul bookman where you might have to eat his contract like this is you're it's cliff you're riding and dying with cliff kingsbury we don't think he's getting fired during the season January, you know, Black Monday. We're going to see what happens, but I mean, it's too late to bring in outside help.
1: You no, know, it's far too late. And if you do that, then you're kind of admitting you made a mistake by giving this guy an extension, because yep. what he's supposed to be known for is the offense. Yep. And the offense is the has been the biggest problem all season so far, and that's that's not even an understatement. I again, for me, it's it's the small little details, the small things that you you look at, you see on TV, um, you see in person. Um, structure yeah you know consistency uh having a plan you know the timeouts for crying out loud it's unbelievable how many times they have used up all their timeouts in the first half before we even get to like the five minute mark of the second quarter like it's just and you can you can tell it's about to happen every single time Mm -hmm. it's just like just lack of preparedness uh on his part and then obviously you know it's the same shit every single week you know maybe we're spoiled maybe Maybe Bruce Arians before was uh, spoiled us a lot, and and some of the other coaches um, that we've had here in the valley that maybe been a little bit more, you know, talkative. But I don't want to hear this the same shit that I know he's saying because people are tell- telling us right now in the chat that Cliffs at the podium saying we got to be better, and uh, you know, <laughs> give the other team credit and all this. Uh, I mean, we could we could play bingo with the the amount of things that we know he's going to say. It's all. Just baseline things. He's got to take a look at the film, but even after he takes a look at the film, he's not going to admit any of his mistakes. He doesn't. He can't coach this team at a high level. He can. Yep. He's an NFL coach. He is sure, but he's he's not going to be able to take this team over the hump and get them to where they want to go, which is ultimately, you know, in the playoffs consistently and a championship. He's not going to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, you're paying Kyler Murray forty five million dollars. You, you you should not be under five hundred. With the landscape of the NFC and the teams that you're losing to, and the quarterbacks you're losing to. And I think the uh, Soul Pancakes, thank you for another super chat. We're going to get to that here in a minute. But, Bo, it's just like, when do you go into a game feeling like you have the coaching advantage? A coach that just got an extension yeah. in the spring, in February, March, you go into every game now thinking potential liability. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah, you, you couldn't win against a rookie
3: head coach this week. And go, de- dating back to when DeAndre Hopkins went out late last year. You felt like you would look ahead of that schedule and you do the matchup between X's and O's, and you didn't feel like you had the advantage maybe outside of the game that they won in Dallas against a, a guy like Mike McCarthy. I mean, and then you look down the schedule for the Arizona Cardinals in the next couple weeks. It's not going to outcoach Pete Carroll yep. next Sunday. He's not going to outcoach Sean McVay the week after that. And he's not going to outcoach, what is it? Is it Mexico City after that? Mm-hmm. You, you Kyle know, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. In a neutral site game in Mexico City. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, if you're Michael Bidwell, guys, I mean, you, you have to be forward-thinking. You have to be so irate after this performance today and, and, this, and leading up to this seven weeks prior to the how how things have just been mismanaged and, and not in a good spot where you should expect at least some positive signs, at least, especially from the offensive side of the football. What's the solution? What do you do? I mean gm saw bookman you're you're you know behind the scenes here and you're making sure that all our shows are running tight and looking good if if you saw uh, the equivalent of the arizona cardinals on display <laughs> at ph and x what are you doing
1: oh no <laughs> you're putting me on the spot
3: man. <laughs> I t- but I, I mean you got to find it you can't just you
1: let it keep going right well, it's true it's true i mean like this is a wildly different scenario than <laughs> than coaching in the nfl i don't have seventy five thousand. Fans telling me I fucking <laughs> suck. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you have to make adjustments because you're trying to do the very best for the team. And if again, one of the one of the things that I would say in this situation is, is okay, cool, I'm the GM, but. Uh, I have a lot of weaknesses myself and I, and I know what they are. And I, I try to bring in people to shore up those weaknesses. So that way, balance wise, we have everything at our disposal across the board. I can't carry everything myself. Cliff can't carry everything himself, but he doesn't, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy because the reason why they brought him in to be the offensive coach. They didn't, they didn't say hire an OC. They didn't, that was not part of the plan. So now he's stuck. Now he's, He's, you hire an offensive coordinator, what is Cliff doing? He's not a good time manager, no. so what is the point of it's him being a, on this team? He's not
2: a CEO like Mike no. Tomlin. Like he he is a glorified offensive coordinator as a head coach, and that's what they wanted. They saw what McVay did, and they said, give us that. And they went out and tried to hedge their bet. And it looked good at times during the first three years. It does not look good now. Uh, people are embarrassed in the chat. I, I here, Here's what I do want to point out. The season is not over. I know a lot of people are pointing out the season is over the Niners were 3-5 and five last year if the Cardinals beat their ass in Santa Clara. They made the playoffs, and I think the NFC is much weaker than last year. I think eight or nine wins is going to get you in or at least be in the conversation. And, and there are games to be won in the second half. I don't know if they can win those games, Bo Brock, but I can tell you definitively a player that can help them win this game or these games down the line is our DraftKings player of the game. And you guessed it, for the second consecutive week, it is Mr. All-Pro himself, DeAndre Hopkins, 12 catches. Actually, it should be... That was be, last week. Uh, yeah, yep. So, he's got 12 catches again today. 159 <laughs> yards for DeAndre Hopkins. Outside of that one drop, there it is, and the touchdown, the one-handed catch. I mean, he played almost a perfect game, Bo Brock. And you think, like, okay, you got D Hop rolling, mm-hmm. right? And you know, Isaiah Simmons looks good. He's getting turnovers every week. Like that's the recipe for success. Isn't Rondell it? Moore, ninety-two yards. I mean, you, you got
3: a compliment to DeAndre Hopkins. You you should have had enough. I mean, it looked like it was there, yeah. but you you shoot yourself in the foot with the penalties, with the turnovers. I mean. Getting back to the conversation, I'm sorry to carry this on, but like Spencer Whipple goes in as he's the the head guy in, in Cleveland uh, last year. Yeah. And it looked like that team was a different team. I mean, our guy Frank Sanders had to get a tattoo because he, he didn't think that there was a chance in hell that they were going to go in and win that game. Like, empower somebody on the coaching staff because realistically, going outside this organization, finding somebody to fix it on the fly, that's not happening. It never happened. Uh, like Whipple, Cam Turner, put them in a position to help Cliff out with the you know the game planning before that even more so than they already are and then do it on the sidelines I, don't you think like put them right next to them have somebody say, hey, maybe don't dial up a screen pass as like the momentum as, as this te- this offense is starting to march down the field maybe don't throw it behind the line of scrimmage to Rondell Moore and, and try something vertically down the field that's been so
0: successful for this team. Guys, but I think it's you know we're dealing with head coaches in the National Football League. There's egos associated with it, so I mean, him saying that him, you know, I, I agree. Yeah. And, but there's also if you take a step back and you 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 look but but beyond the surface, you can understand. Well, we had our whole left side out, Hollywood Browns out. Like we, I mean that those are some big, you know. I, I would just say some some reasons why we went we didn't win the game. We did have an opportunity to win the game. We didn't execute in these certain situations. These are the reasons why. Mismanagement of the clock, penalties, we lost our timeouts, and turnovers. Those are three to four major things why the Arizona Cardinals lost this game. And if you want to look at the defense, defense gave them an opportunity to win the game. It was the the inability to stop the run. And I'm with D.A. Here's what I will
2: say. I don't want to make excuses for injuries because you pay players and you expect them to perform, and if they don't, it's still on you for paying them. Like The Cardinals gave James Conner a big contract in the offseason. And he has not been a good player for them this year because he can't stay healthy. That's a problem. It's a problem that Rodney Hudson was essentially retired and he seems like he's retired now. Justin Pugh wanted to be done with football. He came back. He's out now. DJ Humphreys got hurt. A bunch of guys you invested in and put big money toward and you traded a first round pick for Hollywood Brown. Like None of these guys are available. Are we going to make excuses that they're not here and that's why they're not performing? Or is it just, well, yeah, but the depth they have should be still good enough. I I want to go with the latter. I think... They have too many weapons to to be this ineffective offensively. The offensive line is what it is. They gave up four sacks today, but they are they are not explosive
0: Johnny, at all. Johnny, when you play a team like the Minnesota Vikings, if you don't make those mistakes, you can win football games with that roster. Yeah. Right? You can go in there, be competitive. We've seen the Arizona Cardinals do this. We've yeah. seen them do it with backup quarterbacks. You've seen them do it with backup players all throughout, you know, the, the, since Cliff's tenure. But when you go into a, you know, a hostile environment, although that they've been able to win on the road and you turn the ball over and you have self-inflicting wounds and you trade field field goals for touchdowns, you're going to take an L every time Mm because the margin for error becomes that much smaller when you play a team like Minnesota that's, you know, positive in the turnover game and they have ability to to be very balanced and have a, a killer receiver like Justin Jefferson. And when they needed to, very similar to what the Cardinals do, anytime you need a first down, let's go to J.J. Let's go to Justin Jefferson, right? Let's run the ball, cut back with Cook. And it's that ability with experience and Zavin understanding, those linebackers understanding. But people forget <laughs> Dalvin Cook's an all pro. Dalvin Cook gets paid big money too. Yeah. So I'm not here to, you know, make excuses, but you know, you have to look at the macro and the micro level of this game, man. High level, they look shitty. You know, under the layers, turnovers you know penalties and mismanagement of the
1: clock but but i would also say this you know last year for instance you
0: know you got the San Francisco
1: 49ers who were injury riddled last year right yeah. mm-hmm. and through the first eight games they were trying to figure things out so maybe this is where the cardinals are going to go but i'm about to challenge that because I have far more confidence in what Shanahan and company have going for them in terms of their their entire system from top to bottom. It's very organized. It's, it seems like it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. It's easier for players to really know what they're supposed to be doing on any given play, any given down, right? Whereas when I watch the Cardinals and I see what is going on, I don't get that sense. No identity. I don't get that feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no identity. I feel like Cliff still hasn't even figured out his own identity. He's been in the league for almost four years that's to me those are huge red flags like you can you can sustain success despite injuries yeah if you have a system and a development program that allows for players to be able to step in and they might not be as good as you know player a but they can at least manage the system and get through it and I don't feel like the 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 Cardinals are there for a variety of reasons mainly starting with Cliff yeah. It's an
3: infrastructure problem, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, you're not you're not performing at any level, but it, it starts it starts at t- up top, and you know you just saw that on full display today, and you know you, you can sit back and say, hey, it's it's the turnovers, and, and but it, there was a lot more that played into this them kind of fumbling away an opportunity to win this football game. Um, you know, they, they immediately take the lead and then they can't even hold the lead for a drive, yeah. right? And then the next thing you know, the lead's in the rearview mirror. You're chasing points once again. It's just, it's it, it's got to be the ultimate frustration for Arizona Cardinals fans. You see, you know, a guy like Chris McCaffrey, I just saw he threw a touchdown pass. You got an RB <laughs> in his second week in a new offense throwing a touchdown pass on a gadget play and you can't even get uh, Robbie Anderson involved in any kind of plays at the wide receiver position. I don't know, like I said, this was, <laughs> as far as this game goes, to see Patrick Peterson out there celebrating like he did, and, and he deserves it because his team came out with the dub and he made some plays. Oh, sure, he never he never, he never squared ass. up with D-Hop, right? Never squared up with D-Hop, so no. we really didn't get the matchup everybody wanted to see that we saw you know, DeAndre Hopkins completely expose him last year. But still, for the fact that he he's the one celebrating, the Arizona Cardinals
2: are boarding the plane for a real quiet flight flight home, that's that's annoying. How about this? Z'Darrius Smith, three sacks today, was available yeah. this offseason. Wow. Could have been a Cardinal. Um, the Cardinals pass rush uh, got home thanks to J.J. Watt, had two sacks to Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Simmons playing better and better every week, but just the edge pressure, it's non-existent for the Cardinals. That needs to change, and I'm with you guys. I don't think it's let's go out and make a bunch of moves. I think it's, hey, let, we just need to play the rookies and see what we have in Cam Thomas and Isaiah Sanders because – Victor Dumekeji, Marcus Golden. I mean, Marcus Golden looks about as slow and average as I've seen him in his career, and that's unfortunate. I love the Junkyard Dog. That non-pressure when you got schooled by Kirk Cousins on that opening possession, and you look like you're running with quicksand on your feet in a six flat 40. I'm sorry, Marcus, like you got to prove to me that you can get after the quarterback again. You're not even close. I mean, the Cardinals, they get pressure from the interior or Isaiah Simmons blitzing off the ads. It's very frustrating. I want to thank JP, $1.99 Super Chat, Uh, Dorch sold and 2INT and blame it all on Cliff. Well, I mean, your, your team is a reflection of you. I mean uh, turnovers aside this offense has not turned the ball over a lot and they still stink offensively so this yeah this is an unfortunate time to have a couple turnovers but it's not like the turnovers have held them back on offense this year they haven't scored period their their offense has been underwhelming to say the least so it compounds well what else is wrong with this team and it's not good and i don't put a greg dorch muff punt on cliff kingsbury per se What I do put on Cliff Kingsbury is the fact that you are the only team in the NFL that can't score points in the first quarter that doesn't have a touchdown when you've got teams like the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions with one win that put up points in the first quarter every week. That's that's a problem. You have Kyler Murray. You can't score a touchdown in eight tries in the first quarter. And most of the time you're you're in a huge hole to begin games. And then you, then you look at the rest of your team and you're like, I'm sorry, we're, we're in a hole here and we have to fight out of it again and again. That gets deflating. Guys lose hope that way.
3: Yeah. I mean, I see Classy Nasty in there and still has hope, right? Three and five it's done before. They're not out of it. No, no they're, they're not. not. No, It's a trash division, division right now.
1: is trash right yeah. now.
3: Absolutely. But at some point you have to show that you can play better football. And we've just seen really three decent quarters from this offense last week. And then, you know, was, you know there, there there was absolutely some flashes today. You should be encouraged by by the ability to move the football and having DeAndre Hopkins back. I mean, they, it's been game-changing the last two weeks with DeAndre Hopkins. But to still shoot yourself in the foot, you know, with the penalties, with the turnovers, sound like a broken record. It's just, it, it's rough. And then to counterpoint Johnny saying, play the young guys. is like, I felt like the young guys, they hurt you big time. Today. Well, Trey like, McBride, all, all that couldn't the I, They j-
0: couldn't stop the run. I mean, that's I mean, when when you have Dalvin Cook had over nearly a hundred yards at the half. I mean, it wasn't just the rookies; it's the interior defensive linemen, and that's what was concerning against all the good teams that the Cardinals play have played this year. You look at the Eagles. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They were they had balanced attacks against the Arizona Cardinals, and going to this game, you don't think that they scouted guys? But real, quick, think about how you this team...
2: you don't think team, they scouted. I do. I think about how this team is built. It's not built to play stout defense and run the football. Bemba break on D, score points on offense. Right. It's it's that has not, Look, it that has not happened
0: this year. That has not
3: happened this year. defense broke. It was defense five for five and,
2: for touchdowns in the red zone. They are built to play I with mean, the lead and to force turnovers defensively. What they did last year when they were 10-2, and two, they can't score points early, so we put too much ownership on the defense 100%. Five for
3: five giving up touchdowns in the red zone. I mean, that's... I mean, I know you're 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 put in a tough spot by a couple turnovers, but still, you got what happened to the bend don't break defense. We didn't see that on this now play. Been the field I mean, it's, hard to, it's hard
0: to do when you get It'll, the ball. I don't think your, if, your first possession is a 19-yard. If Vance, 19 if, yard line, if Vance is not
3: happy about two pick sixes and three turnovers last week, I can imagine that he's probably going to have a very come to Jesus meeting tomorrow with his defense after this performance. He ain't happy,
1: I, but they got stops. Back 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 to back weeks where they gave up 34 points. However, this week was a little bit different than last week because listen, the Saints were driving. I would have been. I was far more concerned about what I saw last week than I was this week because the the Vikings got some short fields and they took advantage of those short fields, what good teams do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Cardinals again, like when you're watching them play defensively, the thing that that kind of perks me up a little bit, Da, is that they made adjustments in the second half and they slowed down the run enough to stay in the game i agree so and so whereas the first half i mean they were just getting gashed yes. so and a majority of those yards happened in the first half again do you at the end of the day did you give yourself a, a chance to win yes yes um the cardinals had a chance to win today they just couldn't do it for a variety of different reasons but again it's not over and, I, and yeah. i'm going to keep you know, banging this table, they're three and five, but they're three and five and probably one of the best years they could possibly be three and five in because the entire NFC is a shit show. Uh, they have, there's two, three good teams that you know are going to make it to the playoffs. And that might they're all in the, the same division. And they're mostly all in the same division, right? So, good uh, luck so I mean, that. you got the Giants, the Eagles, and the, and the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even sold that the Giants can sustain this for the yeah. whole season. Analytically, you know? they're one of the worst teams in the league. Exactly, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. you just, listen, they're not playing anybody worth Worth of salt. Cardinals started six and three two years ago and missed the playoffs. Yeah, and the Cardinals, listen, the Cardinals have an opportunity. They got some division games coming up back to back to back, starting with the Seahawks. You win against the Seahawks. That's a division win. You're four and five. The Seahawks drop down. Depending right. on what they do today, they might be four and five as well. The Rams, the 49, you like you still got plenty of time to turn this thing around. It's just Agreed. I just, the, the vibe I'm getting from the chat right now is, is that nobody has confidence in Cliff to turn it around. Well, right?
2: we've seen the, the second half collapses the last two years.
3: Yeah, but also, so if you want to look at the team that you want to show up come next week against Seattle, think about the team that maybe from the middle of the second quarter to about the middle of the third quarter, right? Where they were playing that complimentary football. They were getting the stops necessary. The defense got the stops, got the, the offense in a position to put up points. They did, they go in the locker room down 14 to 10, right? And they're playing great football and then they go out there the special teams make us makes a play. They flip the field Andy Lee with a deep punt. They make the they get the block at the end of the half. So all three levels you're playing, you come out of the the, the, the locker room and you put up a dud offensively, but then your defense shows up and puts you right back on the field and then you score points and you're up 17 to 14. You need that type of football. But but it's turnover free football. It, uh, it you know you're not making mistakes in special teams. You just got to play play well at each and every level. And I think that's why the fans, why everybody in the chat out there who are crushing it today, are so frustrated because they know they have the ability to do yeah. it. They just haven't done it, and it feels like all season long.
0: Guys, anytime that you know back in the locker rooms during the playing days, anytime there's three phases of the game, right? Offense, defense, special teams. Anytime that you take an L. In two areas, yeah, you turn over the ball on special teams. You have multiple interceptions defensively. Whether it's communication, bad throw, whatever. You're on the road against a good football team. You're losing. You're losing. Yep. You know it's, it's a one score game. So to me, that there is some positivity or op, you know I'd say op, op, optimism with the Arizona Cardinals, and it's because they have D Hop. It's because they have Kyler Murray, and it's because that they haven't been healthy like and and I don't know which one of those two is going to hit first. Is it they're going to get hurt healthy and Cliff is going to be able to have no excuses and go out there and do his thing offensively or are they not going to get healthy and it was his inability to coach his team with, you know, uh Motley Crew of, you know, guys, Misfits. Misfits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's what I need to see. And it's like which which one of those two is going to happen? But I think that everyone's in a place where you know your quarterback's getting paid 45 million you signed an extension the expectation is that you have to win regardless cuz to your point Saul we talked about this a little bit earlier San Francisco they did it without they mm-hmm. did it with a Motley crew, a mixed bag of guys going in there and found a way, found their identity. And one thing about San Fran, we know that they're always going to be able to run the ball.
2: Well, and the frustrating thing is too, is Michael Bidwell ran this team back because he thought he was getting the 10-2 and two version and he saw the turnover in the NFC. And the latter has reigned true. The former has not. He is not getting the 10-2 and two team. And, and that was a misfire, a misbet on his part. If you misbet. Is the timing though? I. I don't know. I, I, it, it, I know does, going, it does it does feel ahead. like he, <laughs> <laughs> he it That's does feel sense. like he went bankrupt this off season. <laughs> you don't have to do that on DraftKings, though. new customers can make an any five dollar bet, NBA money line get two hundred dollars. If your team wins, Suns play tonight, put money on the Cardinals. God bless you. Bet your way through it. Bet on the Phoenix Suns tonight. They're at home. You can boost your winnings right now on 100% DraftKings. Step up same game parlays. Sunday Night Football. Packers at Bills. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX. On the DraftKings Sportsbook, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. A game like this will help you lose sleep. OGs is going to combat that
3: with their game-changing sleep time gummy. That is a game-changer. You don't want to sleep on this. Flavoring Dreams now. Just as they flavor life, they're flavoring your dreams. With 2-1 to THC to CBN. CBN is the the element. It's, it's It's the compound that specifically helps with falling and staying asleep. Get this Sleep Edition gummy. It comes in the aqua berry flavor. It's delicious and effective. highly rec- recommend you check out OG's online. All their products, you can find them ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Follow them on Instagram as well. Check them out at your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older, Saul.
1: Uh, earlier in the chat, JP had said, uh, won't you guys give some love to Rondell Moore, you guys have been pretty hard on him early on in the season. I don't, I, I haven't, listen, I can't vouch for you guys, but I think a lot of people were hard on Rondell Moore because of the positions he was being put in yeah. by Cliff Kingsbury and the screen passing mainly, um, and then those ill advised, um, you know, end arounds on the goal line for no reason. Uh, also, by the way, the entire NFL should burn that play out of their playbook because it never works. Uh, I thought Rondell Moore was put into space, had opportunities to make some plays, yeah. and he did. And I thought he was really good today. He was one of the the, the shining spots. I wish he would have caught that ball that went right through his hands, uh, almost got picked off, but you know, it is what it is. And I think that he continues to grow and learn in this offense. And then he'll, he'll be, he will be a premier player in this league should the offense start to make sense.
2: Yeah, and should he stay healthy? And I think one of the biggest things that we put, you know, critical of Rondell is he had not been healthy since 2018 at Purdue. And I like Rondell the player, But I don't like Rondell taking first-team reps four out of the five days during the practice week and then getting hurt and then missing the first three to four games after being hurt last year. His usage has been a problem. Today, was it a step in the right direction? Absolutely. You got him. Even four to five yards downfield, he broke all those tackles and route to his touchdown, had just under 100 yards. Like, it's easy for us to sit here and say, that's good Rondell Moore, stop doing screen passes. But until Clift, you know, tweaks his usage even more, makes him a full-fledged receiver. I, I don't know what to expect, but I do think, yes, Rondell Moore just under 100 yards worth you know, celebrating, commending. I think that's, that's what makes this so difficult, Bo, is it's just like Hopkins, check. Rondell Moore, check. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray had three touchdown passes over 300 yards. Isaiah Simmons defensively. Watt had yeah. two sacks. The recipe was there. Mm-hmm. They just fumbled it in too many other spots. Yeah,
3: and there was there was missed opportunities for, for a lot of including Rondell Moore. I mean, you remember in the red zone, there's a ball that hit him right in the hands that would have put them in a prime position to cash in again and he couldn't haul it in. And you said while we were watching, it's like you just want to wrap your arms around him at, at some point and just embrace the playmaker that he is and can be. And and he just kind of falls short. He's not he's not perfect. Like the guys that come up with all the plays are named DeAndre Hopkins, and, and the list is is short beyond yeah. that. It's it's Cooper Cup, and it's it's other elite wide receivers and other playmakers in this league. But yeah, it's it, it it comes down to when you get when you don't win the turnover battle, and and you put you know a team like the Vikings who have played pretty much mistake free football and capitalized on it, playing that complimentary game all season long, they'll put you away, and you know they they they. Left the door open a little bit all the way to the end of the game. He had a chance to drive down and score, and, and they got it done at the end of the day. Back-to-back sacks on Kyler Murray, once again, exposing that line. Uh, saw this. Patrick Peterson was asked about his video game celebration after the game. He said, uh, I asked Patrick Peterson what game he was pretending to play with his video game celebration. He said, quote, I think it's called Call of Duty. I'm not much of a gamer. I heard it just came out.
2: Throwing a little shade at uh, Cardinals only have themselves to blame for that. Like you can you can be pissy about Kyler Murray and that he loves video games. Cardinals put that clause in there. And it, it, if he's and not a gamer, then
3: what was his excuse for being washed for the last three? Seasons?
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's that. That means Patrick doesn't have much respect for Kyler. Either, if, no. he's gonna, well, if he's going to if he's going to
1: say that publicly. He, he can he can also not have a lot of respect for Kyler. And then also talk a lot of shit that he didn't back up. He said he was gonna have two interceptions today. Right. He's had two interceptions, I think, once or twice in his entire career. Mm-hmm. Like it's just he's just talking shit. It's all good. I don't even care. I just don't really like the guy anymore. So cause he doesn't play for the Cardinals. Also, a lot of people are already starting to talk about hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is gonna be very interesting this second part of the season, because that's supposed to come out this month in yeah. November. I'm sorry, November. November. And uh we're gonna get some 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 more insight yeah. onto what's going on behind the scenes, and I don't know if the Cardinals are really ready for this. No, they like everything kind of polished and and looking good.
2: Obviously, they got a, a great PR department, but I mean, this is this is gonna be a little bit of a black eye if if things start to go south. Uh, we hope that's not going to happen. We hope they get a W next week against Gee, Seattle. How many
0: times have they had the Detroit Lions on hard knocks or whatever? I mean, it's, it's going to be entertaining. That's yeah, what it Yeah, but it's the been. Cardinals don't it's view themselves
2: comp- as the Lions. They think we made the playoffs last year. We've got a franchise quarterback. We extended our GM and our head coach. This is premium television <laughs> because we're, we're an upper-tier organization, and I, that's going to be... That's going to be a little bit of a, I mean, look, a jarring scenario for that. Yeah, that's
3: what's, yeah, it's going to be the toughest as far as realistically turning this thing around. Putting out you, fires every no, Monday I mean, after hard knocks. You have to have a realistic idea of who you are and what your place is in this league in order to actually five, to take bro. a good look at it. Right. And, Three you know, and the Colts were, I think, around the same record at this point last year, the first in season hard knocks team. And they put themselves in a position to get back to the playoffs and they completely fumbled it at the end of the year against Jacksonville. But this is going to be must see TV, no doubt about I, it. I, I think it opens up not this week, but next week. Yeah,
1: next Tuesday, I, or week from Tuesday. This is why I'm so excited to see this da. It's because we've we've talked a lot, we've speculated a lot about you know what the the mood might be behind closed doors. Um, we saw the little blow up between Cliff and Kyler last week. Okay, no big deal, whatever. Um, and we wonder you know we only get the clips right we only get the clips after wins of of cliff being in the in the locker room and everybody cheering and ex- being excited i want to see everything else yeah. i want to see you know the the respect that cliff commands from from players or mm-hmm. does not i want to see you know i want to hear how he really is on the sidelines during a game maybe i have this completely wrong maybe i'm like you know what he put in the play, Kyler effed it up, okay. But I have a feeling if if people are hard on Cliff now and they continue to lose while hard Knox is
0: on, it's only gonna ratchet up to a whole nother level and it's gonna be really, really ugly. It, and so, I mean, I think that that's a great interpretation. However, I'm betting that it's gonna be a situation where Cliff, I think that he protects his player more than we think. And I think it's going to be a situation where everybody's prepared, but some people necessarily don't do the detail things yeah. that we haven't seen, like that. Because just from from what I what I hear is that at situations that it's more of Cliff yelling Kyler to hurry up in in those situations where we where we see the mismanagement of the clock, like play's been communicated, like let's get it going. And and to me, just I mean, I think that we all know, like. I mean, shit. Anytime that you take an L, it's going to be the team's going to be down. The mood, you know, they may break off with some. You know, what do you do with your family? It don't matter. Nothing feels good. Nothing feels good with hanging out with your family after you take an L in the NFL. I mean, you know what that is. But I think that to be immersed in that culture, in that locker room, in their family life, or what they you know allow access to be, I think it's going to be you know entertaining I, either way, right? With the personalities that they have, you know, just to to get that immersive view. But to me, it's going to be what I'm going to pay attention to is Kyler and Cliff. Because to me, that's paramount. As they go, this team goes. Isaiah Jones with the
2: uh, $1.99 super sticker. Thank you, my guy. Uh, I, the, the more this goes on with Kyler Murray in this video game thing, we roll our eyes at it. I know you guys do too, but it's not going away mm. and it's. It's not the Manti Te'o, you know, fake dead girlfriend thing, but it is something that Kyler Murray is going to have to live with for better or worse until he wins football it's, games. It's, it's Meaning for football games, it's, it's the, not going away though. It's the
1: stupidest shit ever. I'll oh my god! It was, I checked you after you the game games. before oh we went live, wow. real quick. You know how many guys in the NFL play? Call of Duty, like Devin Booker plays Call of Duty until like three o'clock in the morning. Nobody ever fucking questions him. You know why, but, I saw? Because he goes out and puts out 30. But, but DA. <laughs> every day. But DA yeah. will lead a seed to the finals too, and he gets dragged for it, which is stupid. It's a, like, it, come on. The Cardinals man. put
2: something Fair. in his contract Fair. to ask him to stop playing video games no, unless he studied four hours at that's, home.
3: That's just, no. no I mean, they put in what what what
2: a happens. study clause. and say, hey, <laughs> you stop you playing stop. video Well, games. no, no, no. People, you have to put the video games besides four hours of conclusions about that. It was a video game class. It was not a fucking video <laughs> game.
3: We got to study. We got to study. We gotta <laughs> no, study. it was not a video game. It was a four-hour study
0: Four hours away from no, but him. the analytics said that his game dropped. Yes, when Call of Duty dropped. Right. I checked <laughs> Twitter. That's what the analytics. Said. I
2: checked Twitter after before we went live. There was like seven to ten national blue checkmark outlets, whether it be national media or gambling sites or whatever, making fun of Kyler in the video game thing. Like he can't. He can't
1: you know go. Why? But he's on you a know street. Why? It's because the media is filled with a bunch of crusty ass old ass (laughs) people that don't fucking play video games. They don't even know what a fucking video game is. Are you kidding me? Like, No, these guys have been playing video games since they were like three. It's part of their DNA. They were able to thrive in it when high Uh, school, they were able to thrive in college, and they've been able to, and a lot of players have been able to thrive in it in the NFL and in professional sports. Kyler's not a fucking oddity. There's, like, and, and that's no. what gets me fired up, is that people are like, oh, well, he's playing Call of Duty. That's why. I'm like, shut your ass up. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with Jalen Ramsey's
3: on the on the fucking commercial. But and nobody's you, saying when he gets but, beat in the Super Bowl and he gets beat early in the in the regular season this year, oh, Jalen Ramsey's
2: playing too many video games. Well, number one, he's not a quarterback. And number two, I agree with what both of you are saying. I'm just talking about public perception of Kyler is not going to ch- ever change. Until he wins a division Agreed. playoff games, this is going to hang over him, and it's the Cardinals doing. This is the Cardinals' fault because they put that clause in
1: this time last year. These dudes were seven yeah. and Six and zero, seven zero. Yeah,
0: ten and two at one not point. Not a damn peep about video games at that he point. Them. Helps helps them be prepared for the game. Helps them deep.
2: No, I'm not, I'm not blaming Kyler. I, I'm not blaming mm. the media. All I'm saying is this is not going away, and so I and we talked about it before the season, Bo. Like right when that news b- broke about the clause and then they put it in and they took it out and Kyler had to go and have the press conference, right? The impromptu, remember that you were there that day and it was a shitstorm. Mm-hmm. What did we say? Well, when he'll fix everything, they make the playoffs, they win a playoff game. They look good. Kyler has a good year. It'll be fine. You start three and five and his statistics are a little underwhelming compared to years prior. Like, he is going to be a target because not only people do not like Kyler Murray because they don't understand him. He's got an introvert personality. We love him here because we've seen shit quarterback play for 30 years. Right. Aeneas Williams has been on this show saying he loves Kyler Murray, but the outsiders and Kyler Kyler isn't immune to that. And he sees that look at the
3: other side of this thing. It, 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 in winning it's cures all. Winning cures all. We look at the, the tweets from our friends over at DMVR about how ridiculous and how extra Russell Wilson is and everybody's making fun of him. He's the butt of all jokes yeah. the entire week. You know, He's he's stretching for four or eight hours of a flight, annoying his teammates, It's and everybody's having a fun time. And then he leads the, the Broncos to a comeback victory today and it seems like nobody's talking about it. it it's it's colorful ride. at this point. Same thing goes Let's for, ride. For, for... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not as... So that is, let's ride let's after ride. an L right on Thursday <laughs> night football, right? You're right? It's it it changes. <laughs> it's just like it's like Steve Kym kind of said, Jack the Ripper. If he was a, if he was a combine prospect and he you know he runs a four four, people are scouting his ass because yeah. he can help you win. Winning changes everything, and Kyler Murray. Arizona Cardinals at three and five. The only way that they change the narrative surrounding this team is winning football games. And they didn't, they missed out on every opportunity they had to do it today. And that's
2: why everybody's frustrated. Uh, B, thank you for the super sticker video game controller hobbies along unhappily with a broken arm.
1: Uh, I'm not sure how Hobble. to read Hobble, that. hobbles along, hobbles unhappily. along. Um, I, don't know what that means either but appreciate the five <laughs> appreciate super sticker uh rudy <laughs> no, no.
2: cortez it's all cliff he doesn't know how to be a leader and coach kyler um well he's going to be the fall guy and let's make this abundantly clear kyler murray's going nowhere he's under contract for what five more seasons he's got over almost 200 million dollars guaranteed his contracts you know third highest second highest in the nfl cliff kingsbury if there's a fall guy he will be the first to go but i don't think any of us can can say convincingly that he will be fired after this year. I think we just—it's cliche to say. I know people don't want to hear it. We have to see how the season plays out, and you can see it up close next week using the Game Time app. Oh yeah, get premium seats for not premium prices, but discount prices using Game Time. Save up to sixty percent on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. As we get closer, watch those prices drop for the Seahawks game on the Game Time app. I don't want to see Seahawks. Fans, especially if they oh, win today at State Farm Stadium, oh, so happen. so use Game Time app. No, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through
1: the link. Have you seen in Seahawks the fans at our games? So I was at the Eagles game a couple weeks ago, right? And I look over to my left, and I saw these two Seahawks fans. <laughs> it was a couple, nice, nice couple, I'm sure. Holy crap! Just taking in the game. It looked like they hadn't seen the sun <laughs> in like Bro. five years. Like they just. <laughs> They were all <laughs> frail and like all like decrepit. They wow. kind of look like Schmeagel people. people people, yeah. Yeah, like they're just disgusting. Simpsons. Get away, Seahawk fans. You don't belong in our stadium. You're gonna get everybody else sick. Uh, this is from Tom Pelissaro. Um Patrick
2: Peterson went into a yoga pose during a celebration. I did. What's the message to Kyla Murray? Peterson said, just keep getting better and block out the noise. Patrick Peterson made it clear he's not happy with the Cardinals organization either. Says while he was still in Arizona, someone was printing out emails from a fan about how he couldn't tackle and was washed up and would leave the letters on the chair at his locker. (laughs) (laughs) That's petty.
3: Wow, that's terrible. Somebody that in terrible. the organization did that.
2: So he, but he's going to blame the entire organization for that. A, for an sure. organization that uh, helped pay him a premium, made him potentially a Hall I mean, of Fame player. How does that happen?
0: The though, also, don't like that I mean, for me, it's how does that happen? There's you're cameras a, everywhere, everywhere. So you're saying it's made up, or maybe a maybe a fellow player did that that didn't like Patrick Peterson. That I mean, you really think the dudes <laughs> are gonna. Do that? <laughs> Just sit at home. Like, sit oh, mm, oh, at First of all, first got of all, him. Of all, Dudes are gonna Some go. Of your
1: tweets, dudes are gonna go to the computer and then. Yes. And they hit at the library hit at the print library print to go <laughs> yeah. to this
0: motherfucking printer. I mean, oh my God, when was the last time a dude oh. in the league knew what, to, uh, like how to get
1: to a printer? Again, it must have been the same dude that's complaining about Kyler Murray playing fucking video games. Yeah. Must be some old dude that's like, Z-Z-Z-Z. get this guy out of the organization. <laughs> 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 Probably using the old
0: eight track printer and stacks shit. it. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it on, it's a printer yeah. on floor five, right? <laughs> <Gotcha>. yeah, <printer laughs> on four or five? It just, nah, bro. That, come on. Come to me, on, it's just
2: sounds made up. Patrick, good luck to man i think he should be in the ring of honor one day i loved the Not player when right. he was here
1: he's burning his own bridge man. why would you do that just leave it. shut up and like he's making- like he's
0: like he's winning by winning right like he's on a team like we're only talking about him because he's doing something i just i, I wouldn't say out of character but it's just it's petty man Like, it's petty. There's no need to even say anything. Like, you're in the league. You know what this... You know when people are on him for performance-enhancing drugs, when he missed time. You knew people on him were when every... He, he got big salaries and everybody questioned everything that he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just uh, to me it doesn't just it makes sense. No one would even talk about him. <laughs> Christian. Tell, tell Christian yeah. <laughs> well,
2: we'll go ahead and echo those sentiments my man.
3: <laughs> DA, I mean you, the the brotherhood in that locker room, if if somebody was doing that on a weekly basis, printing off emails and putting it on somebody's locker, That's wouldn't a him. wouldn't a player if if he had the respect of his teammates, any respect at all, some player would go it would
0: confront this this a- 1, 1, a-hole yeah. No, pe- no
3: impact. Pe- happen. Exactly. That's this
0: my point. Happen. Exactly right. So I just feel as though I mean, i it's just sad the fact that we're even talking take about take a this, page man. out of Jordan. The Hitches issue bug. is not Patrick Peterson. yes God, I can't, the issue is I can't multiple to- turnovers, lost the game. Go, Sons. That's right. I can't. Wait to, I can't. Lost the game, special teams and offensively. I, that's the L. I can't wait to go back to all the shows and, L. And, L. and screenshot
1: all the the bad comments towards you guys and then print them up and put them on your chair. <laughs> find those. Put two. them in the they, chair. They're hard to find. Put them in the chair. <laughs> when we they're them They're hard to find. Fine. What is this? Yeah, Who's
0: doing this? All right, well, here's
1: three
2: strikes again. Let's Daddy all right. Patrick Peterson. The Cardinals, listen, they got some stuff to build on. Let's try to We're going to be positive here because I do think they can beat the Seahawks at home next weekend. You're back in the mix. The NFC is trash. It's cliche to say, Bo, but you just win the games in front of you. The the Goodness, the rest of their schedule, it's not great. A bunch of teams we thought were going to be good aren't good. And there's still, you know, four divisional games that you can win. So what do you do if you're Cliff Kingsbury heading into next week at home? to get this team right. What do you do? What do you what's the message you send and and how do you implement something that can flip this script out after eight games of ineptitude? Yeah, I mean you I mean it's it's crazy to think like but you have to just be
3: focused. You have to pay attention to the details. You have to have your best week of practice. You have to you have to kind of maybe wash your mind of the positives really from Sunday and focus on where you kind of fell short, right? So you can't continue to make those mistakes as they've done through eight weeks of football. They have to come out hot. You're still an opportunity to face a, a defense. Sure, they got a rookie playing at a high level in the cornerback spot for the Seahawks, but that's, that's not enough to where they held you out of the end zone the last time you played. You have to have all the bulletin board material. You have to have your eyes set on a revenge game because this team embarrassed you the last time that you played. Yes. You have to be focused and you have to kind of, not just win, but win running away against this team at home to kind of change everybody's mindset and continue to slowly now. You have to do it slowly on a week-by-week basis. Change the narrative that surrounds this team.
0: Yeah, Bo. I just... They got to be able to tackle. We saw what Dalvin Cook did this week. Kenneth Walker's coming into town, and he's like number one on every analytical you know grading sheet in terms of missing tackles. So there's that issue. But just tackle on defense. Offensively to me, that's a concern. It's being disciplined, knowing, your, you know, situational awareness, you know, whatever that process is to get the communication, the cliff and Kyler that needs to be improved, because to me that that's where everything starts. And you guys talked about, I believe, you know, a little bit earlier in the show, whatever that, you know, player development is like they need to work on that, just making sure that everybody's on the same page so you don't have those self-inflicted wounds and put yourself And you know, behind the change in bad situations, because if you look at that, you know, third down, you know, that I mean, just today, right? We we talk about you know, being a close game. The the Vikes were like going for third and one, I don't know, multiple times, right? Doing a great job first and second down. uh, The Cardinals were third and 10, it seemed like every time, you know, why because they were ass on first and second down, yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't know if that's the communication, I don't know what that issue is. But that has to, to get better. And I know that no one expected Bantz to do you know anything defensively. The, the optics and the visuals and, and the reality is, is that the defense has played well and given the offense opportunities to win. The, the reality of the offense is that they've underperformed mm-hmm. up to this point. And that, that's the frustrating aspect of it. Final thoughts, Mr. Bookman.
2: Any faith in not Cliff Kingsbury, but for Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins to, to carry this team moving forward.
1: Well, listen, I think they have the talent to be able to overcome a lot of things. Um, it, they just, it just feels like they're having to play a, a more, um, not perfect game, but as perfect a game as possible because it seems like they're having to overcome more than most. Yeah. And, and, I, think, and I think some of that is internal. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they respond. Listen, win or lose. Uh, before the game, it doesn't matter because you can come party with us over at the Lola next week for the tailgate, the PHNX tailgate, which is always a great time. The people that have come out, uh, they've always had a, a blast meeting Johnny, Bo, myself, Damian, Frank. Um, it's always a good time. Lots of shots being had, lots of drink specials. We have the Wheel of Death. It's it's gonna be a fucking great time. So come out and join us uh, next next Sunday. Also, these guys are giving away tickets right. on PHNX Cardinals this week. So stay tuned. Two tickets in the south end zone 10 rows up beautiful seats do me a favor like this video go on over to
2: go use the promo code howard howard balls are banging out a banger of an article <laughs> uh, on the arizona cardinals he had one of my favorite pieces of the year heading into this game unfortunately the cardinals not winning in minnesota since oh, 1977 continues. uh howard balls are one of a kind we love him here at phnx Become a member just under 60 bucks for the year. And then you can grab one of two Arizona Cardinal t shirts, or many uh, PHNX Cardinal t shirts, but two of my favorites are new releases, one of which is the Hollywood Hill sign atop Camelback Mountain. I can't wait to get mine. It's in route to me, as is this one, the Touchdown Celebratory Tee. Again, get these. This is what PT was doing. I guess he was doing that at <laughs> some point when he was busy missing tackles on Rondell Moore. <laughs> uh but yeah, scoop those are the hottest teas in the valley for PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, get some Suns teas now. Coyotes is in full swing, got Sun Devils, Wildcats, bunch of good stuff. I got my rising tea. Uh, but yeah, find out that and more. GoPhnx.com. If you want to dip your toe in, this is 99 cents for the first month. You'll be happy that you did. Well, gentlemen, Uh, It was uh, up and down day to day, but we're back this week. So we've got the trading deadline, which caps off on Tuesday. Bo and I, Damon, have full coverage Monday at 4 o'clock, PHNX Cardinals Live. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Halloween. Like, subscribe. Leave us a five-star. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.